remember when the iPhone 4 came out and that shit changed everything? I remember when the first iPhone came out. I remember. Grab it. The, oh, the shit. Microphone. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember when the first iPhone came out. Just ran, ran a, uh, graduated high school, bro. Damn, that's crazy, bro. I, I remember getting like an iPhone 5C. 5C? Yeah. That was like the fucking... That was the iPhone you got if you couldn't afford an iPhone. And Because before that, I was an Android boy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I never went to the Android, dude. I couldn't do it. But eventually, I broke in and got like an iPhone and yeah. shit. So it's been cool. Well, cheers, oh, Dejan. Dejan, right? I'm saying yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I want to say it the real way. Because I'm a real <laughs> cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Cheers. That's good. And celebration today, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Congrats. Thank you, bro. Thank Congrats. you. We own the laughs.com. Thank you so much. Let right. these niggas know. <laughs> Let them know. Well, right there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, fucking we own the laughs.com actually did like a little article with uh, on the previous episode with Parker Dean of the Successful Failure Podcast. And it was just right next to Dane Cook and Cheeto Santino's uh, Whiskey Ginger Podcast, which was freaking insane. But it's pretty cool, dude. It's pretty cool. Like you were saying, dude, it's just like one of those things where I should be proud of. You earned happy. it. You earned it. Nobody's going to brag for you. Nobody's going to post it for you. You got to let them know because you earn. It's not like a reward. People treat their accomplishments like it's a like it's an award. Right. Like, nah, like you it's like like a, it's like getting paid. It's like working 40 hours and getting your paycheck and be like, thank you for my, like, no. No, no, I don't want it. <laughs> thank God this is my life. Like, no, like, it's not like, it's it's like, yeah, I deserve this and I'll be back for another one. Another one, dude. Yeah. A whole lot more. Yeah. Dude, that's, it's a, that's crazy. Just like how the idea of how we, in this new age, we have to like market ourselves almost up until we get to a certain point where we have people to do it. But it's like one of those things, just marketing yourself and you do that. Sometimes too, right? Like I do that, yeah. I do that. Um, I've faced like I've done well and I've done meh and I've been like I've gotten posts like removed, posts like people saying it's super like me trying to boost it or me trying to promote it, like paying for advertising and them saying it's it's too offensive, that type of shit. Yeah. I've dealt with it all, but one thing I'm never going to do is make my shit based on what I think other people like. Mm-hmm. Like trying to create shit for the algorithm or follow trends. Nah, that that ain't it at all. Like I want my shit to be timeless. I agree. And I want my shit, I want people to conform to me. I'm never going to conform to the audience. Right. Like I'm never going to do stand up and like try to say things that they like. 100% dude. But And I think that's what it takes to be a good comic though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. For sure. Because people do, it's it's easy to like, people do be making their posts like, like they're creating for the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just going to get like shittier shit when right. you do that. Mm. It's just going to be like low quality shit. So like over time, because people might hate your shit at first and then might come around to it. Absolutely. And we exactly. see that, I've, I've done that before. I've seen someone I wasn't really messing with. And then, like, as the more I saw them, the more... I guess that's with everybody, though, right? Like, the more you get to know them, in a way, you kind of have yeah. to just, like, go with it. It's all... It's, like, it's authenticity. Just being, like, as authentic as you can on stage. Right. Because people will catch up to it. 
One hundred percent. It's like, and it's like, what? There's like nine billion people in the world, and like, not all of them's gonna like you, dude. Yeah. But if you can get like a hundred million of them to like, not you, everybody's gonna like you, right? And you gotta just be okay with that. Like, can I show you something? Yeah. Can of I course. show you something? Of course, bro. Show me anything. Well, not anything. anything. Whoa. Yeah, not anything. <laughs> not anything. So show me your penis. Yeah, it is weird. Like, <laughs> just just talking about like. Just that little thing with even the wheel and the last. It's just weird to talk about. You know what I mean? Sometimes. But you are right. There, I got to just get more comfortable with talking about shit like that. Because it, who knows when that's going to happen again. Hopefully a lot exactly. more like we were saying. You know what I mean? But Exactly. You talk your shit. Don't wait for people to validate you. Like, because you already, they validated you and you weren't asking for it. And you were just doing what you wanted to do in the first place. Right, dude. Yeah. True. So very don't true. wait for everybody's waiting. That's very true. To, for like to get all these accomplishments to start feeling good about themselves and start talking about it. No, you got to believe in yourself first, brag about yourself, and then you get that leads you to getting like accomplishments. Mm. But yeah, look at this shit. This is like the downside of social media, I guess. Look at look at this comment. Read it out loud. The first one. This one. Okay. This is a. By this is a um. This is on my YouTube? last clip on that I uploaded on YouTube. Uh, bro, legit, you'd be a slave if a white guy didn't fight for your freedom. There's no such thing as racism. There's just hate. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? So what it's like, hell? that's, but that's the thing. It's like, that's the thing, man. Like, Jesus, dude. it's freedom of speech, though, because it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very, like, non-compromising when I talk on stage. Okay. And it's like, you got to be able to take the heat when you're in the kitchen. I can do that. I could take mm-hmm. the heat when I'm in the kitchen. So that's why, like, I let, I allow all comments, you know? It yeah. doesn't, that's just like the, that's what you get for speaking your mind, like, unapologetically. Mm. But it's like, um, I know how social media works. Like, I grew up with this shit. Yeah. Like, this dude, he, he only, he said this in the privacy of his bedroom, mm-hmm. like, because that's the only time he can say it. Like, away right, yeah. from people, away from reality, right. away from the world, because that's the only time those opinions exist. Like, he would, hmm. those opinions don't exist in front of me. Like, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially like that story you were telling me, right? About that white woman yeah. saying the N word. Yeah. Like, yeah. casually. Yeah. All right, I'll tell yeah, I'll tell that story again, honestly. <laughs> you gotta yeah. do the voice too. You gotta do the voice. So I have like I went on stage, it was like an open mic, and like I did um I did my set, I did pretty good. Like my first, my opener usually kills and it killed. And this white lady, she's like an older white comedian, she pulled me to the side. She wanted to like pitch me ideas for the joke. She's like, I really loved your set. I was like, thanks. She's like, yeah, I really loved your joke about being a real nigga in Los Feliz. I was like, uh, thank you. Like, I didn't know what to. And then she just kept saying it, like, casually. And, like, she just started ranting about the N-word. She was like, why is it that so many young black men use the word nigga? (laughs) And, like... I didn't know what to do because, like, I didn't want to pro. I was just trying to leave. I did the open mic. Like, my plan was, like, okay, I'm going to do this open mic, and then I'm going to go to Popeye's. Like, that was my plan. (laughs) 
I wasn't trying to stick around and kick it with this woman and talk about critical race theory. Like, I wasn't, that wasn't my plan. Other comics walking by awkwardly. Yeah, and like, she was saying it loud as fuck. She was saying the N-word loud as fuck, and everybody was walking past us looking at me. Like, I gave her the green light to say it and shit. And I don't, I don't even know how I exited that convo. I don't, that's the hardest part for me in general. Just like. He was just like, well, she was just like. All right, my Yeah, that's probably what she did. I was like, all right, this is fun talking comedy with you. She's like, bye, nigga. Like, <laughs> that's wild, bro. I wonder what that is. Peace, my like, nigga. Yeah. Like, what the? Because I'm just like, okay, like, you don't... Am I, like, your first black person? That's true, too. Am I your... Because that's, that's the too. thing. Like, most people, like, most white people, they have limited access to African-Americans. Mm. Usually they just have the one black friend and they're already conforming to a white yeah, environment. Right. Right? Right. So they don't fucking count because they're not being like authentic and shit. So, but then again, I'm just like, I feel like she's she was she was just trying me. Like she felt safe oh. to say it in front of me. Like maybe if I was like a hood nigga or like yeah. a street nigga. Right. She wouldn't just be like, hey, what up, my nigga? Like she yeah. made like, you know. That's crazy, bro. That's so wild. it's weird, bro. Yeah. I'll air her ass out right now. Her <laughs> name is Margot Black. She goes to Fourth Wall open mics. She be saying nigga. That shit. She be saying nigga like it's a layup, like just like, <laughs> like a finger roll. That shit come off naturally as fuck off the tongue. She didn't get no hesitation. She was saying it like it wasn't her first time saying it. That's so crazy, man. That is so wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was really I was like damn bitch what the fuck have you seen her since no I haven't seen her since <laughs> I haven't seen her since but I've said this story I've been trying to turn this into a joke but it's like it's so tricky like trying to get the punchlines and the it's just such because it's a funny ass story and I think that's what it is though I think it's just a story because yeah. the way just and then the, you do the voice yeah that's good me doing the people then, like when I do the white voice yeah but it's like and then just that tag of people walking by and you thinking you gave her the, the green pass. light. Yeah, the green yeah. Light. yeah. They looked more pissed off at me than her. <laughs> See that right there. <laughs> yeah, I should say. It. Like, why you letting her say it? I was like, what the I didn't. That she's saying it. <laughs> That's good. That's Maybe good right I'll there, put yeah. that in there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it's like I be cause I be trying to get away from race. Yeah. Like I, I don't wanna. I, I never grew up thinking about race. Right, Like, dude. I wasn't, like, right. five years old. Like, damn, I'm a nigga. Yeah. Like, I was just... <laughs> like, I was just building Legos and shit. But it's I like, agree. You get older, and they remind you of your race. All the time. I mean, that's all we learn in school, right? Exactly. How that's do, literally all we learn about in school. How do people, like, remind that, you of the your Nazis. race? Uh, my race? Yeah. It was different growing up, bro. Like, no one really... Everyone just thought I was just, like, Chinese or fucking Japanese or some shit. Like, as the years went on... People got better at like identifying me as a Filipino, yeah. you know. But Vegas was different ten years ago, bro. It was super like, and I went to like private schools and stuff like that, so it was super white. Okay. Yeah, but so I kind of like like what you're saying, just grew up in that community, so I kind of conformed you, that you way. You feel like you were conforming? Yeah, hundred percent. Especially like I was born in Hawaii, yeah. and that's where like, so I was comfortable there. But as soon as I moved to Vegas, it was like no one understand me because of my pigeon. Yeah. So that was already pigeon. Pigeon. Uh. It's like they don't in Hawaii they talk pigeon English. It's like English, but it's like, oh bro, how's it, bro? Okay, I thought you pigeon. had a pet pigeon. 
I did though when I was younger, bro. <laughs> I did when I was younger. My grandpa used to catch him. That's crazy. We had pets. We used to be agents of our pets. I was like, damn, nigga, what the fuck? They ran up. My pigeon kept over talking and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of good. That's kind of good. I like that. <laughs> pigeon get over talking. He's like, oh, rah. We go beach, rah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We, you so you're doing fucking comic wars on Monday, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. this episode actually release on the Monday. So yeah, hell yeah. Yep, hell yeah. How, what you doing to prepare, bro? Like, what's this process like? Because it seems like it's time consuming. Number one, because just of the the uh, structure of the comic wars. For those of you who don't know, it's one. What is it? One minute rounds. You, yeah. Let the people know. You know it. Comic. It's like. The first round is one minute, the second round is one minute, and then the third round is your best joke. And you got to just have fire for two minutes. Like two minutes in a joke, you got to have fire. It's okay to have a couple duds, though, but your bangers got to hit. Because you're coming up with a lot of jokes. My thing, like I try to have like 15 to 16 jokes ready. Per round or for everything? All together. So I only did it one other time. I did it last time and I won. Nice. And like that was like the most seen I ever felt as a comedian. Well, dude, it's at the improv and shit like I that. I was at it's the a improv. Great show. Yeah, it's I was at the show. improv. They had a great panel of judges. Like they had Trevor Wallace and like Alexis Texas, who's a porn star. Yeah. Like, yeah. People I'm like, I grew up with, like people I, I've watched on the internet. <laughs> and now it's like they're say, they're looking at me. Like, they were looking at me, and they were fucking with my jokes. And they all voted for me, and they fucked with me. You know? That's what's up, dude. So it was like, was I Was it want... like un- unanimous? Or... Trevor Wallace gave a pity vote to a, uh, okay. to the girl I was going up against. But writing those jokes, last time I was going up, like... I was going up against a pretty black single mom. Mm. And writing the jokes for that was hella hard. Right. Because there was nothing obvious to point out. So I just had to be witty as fuck. Because... If I'm, I can't be too mean because the judges aren't gonna fuck with me. And you're kind of there's like a political thing going on with like, where it's just like taboo to be making fun of like a black woman, mm, let alone a black mom. mom. Yeah, like I that's had no true. frame of reference, bro. Like that's I googled true. how to make fun of black women and like all these think pieces. It's like why you should never make fun of. A- <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm trying to win this shit, nigga. Damn, bro. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Cause bro, it's like, but this this dude I'm roasting, he's like more of like an easy target. Right. He like he's just hella hairy and shit. Like he got dreads and a beard. I never met him. He seemed like a cool dude, chill dude. But a lot of the jokes kind of wrote themselves. Okay. And I just kept going to open mics, trying them out. Mm-hmm. But so you didn't meet with this guy then? You don't know anything about him? No, I learned everything from his Instagram. People be oversharing on their Instagrams. Yeah. So it's like maybe like in my future ones I'll meet up with people. Right. But these two like they didn't they weren't reaching out to me and I was like I could, your Instagram is filled up with shit <laughs> about your personal life which I think is great. Like my Instagram is just like my comedy resume type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just like my stand up clips and shit. Right. So it's not that personal. Mhm. Which you like it better that way? Cuz that, that I feel like that's Somewhat com- uh, c- common for most like comics who are like, yeah, yeah, just having just like your clips and shit. Yeah, yeah, just like a marketing I mean, tool, right? Yeah, as far as yeah, as far as for now, yeah, because I'm still trying to get on. Like I'm still on the come up, mm-hmm. so I have to be using social media. 
Right. Like, that's how I'm going to get seen. Right. I go on social media and post. I'm getting in front of the whole world. That's true. I go to these majors and audition tap dancing for niggas that don't even like me. <laughs> that's how that's I true. feel. That's so true. And, like, I know what I'm capable of. Like, mm-hmm. I got cut from the Laugh Factory five times. They weren't fucking with me. So it's like, you don't get cut from the internet. Like, niggas might be like, you trash. But <laughs> but it's like, anybody can um go viral. Anybody can, like, as long as the content you're putting out is quality. Right. Like, the internet has good taste mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, don't wait on people. You can do this shit yourself. This isn't fucking 2000. And don't listen to old comedians that talk about the internet because them niggas don't know. Like, listen to the popping comedians now. They're like Ralph Barbosa, Matt Reif. They're the future yeah, and bro. the present. Yep. So it's like, I'm just following in their footsteps type shit. I agree. I hope copy agree. successful people that are around your age. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, you, you know? Fuck yeah. Um, so we're just talking about, that's good, by the way. I, I like that. Clipping that, clipping that, Jesse. Don't forget that. Um, you're talking. Let's get back to Comic Wars. What's what? Was, what's your process? So you you just know you get to know them through their Instagram. How do you think? Like, what's the process of these jokes? How do you write them? And do you consider yourself a writer? In terms of the, like, I'm definitely yeah. a writer. Like, yeah. I'm a I'm a writer, bro. Like, okay. I moved out here for writing. I moved out to I moved to L. A. right after college for screenwriting, and I fell into stand up because. A bunch of people, I could just kept meeting writers that did stand up. So I did stand up. I tried it and like I was like unnatural to it. Right. Like in terms of like writing funny jokes. Like I'm still getting, like I'm still working on my stage performance. Like I feel like I could have even like a bit, like people like my performing, but I want it to, I want to soak up the spotlight even more mm-hmm. type shit. But my jokes are very, I try to write my jokes. I try to make it insightful and witty. I don't like to say yeah. the obvious thing. Right. And I noticed that about even just hearing your roast your roasts. Yeah. I can see that. Super witty. Yeah. Like because I'm always outside. And when you're always outside at comedy clubs, you know what everybody else is already saying. Mm. So it's like I know what people aren't saying, so I'm gonna say those things. Even if people think it's taboo to say those things. Like I don't mind being in hot water. I'll treat that shit like a sauna. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about. I can take the heat. Like mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like people didn't like like the last roast battle. I opened up with the joke. People didn't like it. Like people were like in a way where it was like they were scared to laugh. No shit. Yeah. I said, what did I say about her? Um. I said I'm not gonna. Okay. I I opened up with this. I said I'm not I'm not gonna sit here. And tear down a single black mom. I'll just leave that up to God. <laughs> I said that, and the audience was like, oh, like they were so scared. Like their butt cheeks started to clench and shit. I was like, y'all need to fucking calm down, bro. Y'all acted like I violated this woman. Like, what the fuck? It's a joke. It's a roast battle. Yeah. Bro. But it's like, yeah. I, you gotta just. Say what's on your mind and mm-hmm. just write funny jokes because that's that. Like I have an emphasis on writing because whatever I write, whatever I write, I'm gonna say it into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm speaking into a microphone for a reason. Right. Yeah. Like the voice is amplified for a reason. Right. Like, mm. That's why I don't like people that can't write good jokes and they be doing stand up. <laughs> I'm just like, 
we're lit we're here to listen to you talk like don't waste our time yeah like i'm so grateful that i get to do stand up and people sit there like listening to me taking time out of their day to listen to 100%, me 100% dude because my whole life i felt like i was screaming out to a world that didn't hear me and like i take that seriously so like i don't like wasting people's time so that's why i try to make the best thing for try fun. to write the best joke right. i can no matter how many times i go to open mics and bomb Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So yeah. So what's uh, going back to like the comic wars? What what does that like feel getting on stage? Like what go, like, how do you be mean without being mean? I guess you just got to be more funny than mean. Uh because she wasn't last time. She wasn't prepared, so she was just being mean and hoping a joke would land, and they weren't landing. She was just being like, yeah, like that shit, like roasting, like we at, we in high school. That's not what that is for roast right. Battles. Yeah, true. That's very true. Just being like, you're fat and you have a no. That's not what that is. Like you gotta say shit. You gotta make it funny. Like it can be mean, but like, but those aren't the type of jokes I want to write. Like you know those roast battle jokes where the crowd's like, ooh, yeah. That's not laughter. Like. Mm. I don't I don't like to say shit just for a reaction. Like I want to say if that's like I just want to be purposeful with how I write my jokes. I can respect that, dude. That's a great way to approach it. Yeah. Cuz it's just fucking that's what you want like at the end of the day. You don't want a reaction. You want laughs. Yeah. Like I don't say shit just for a reaction. Like yeah. it has to have purpose behind it. And I don't like yeah, again, like I don't like to say the obvious thing. So the approach it makes it is hard, honestly. But as like a writer, it's funny. As a uh, honestly, the best jokes come to me, honestly, bro. It's on just, stage or just, just when I'm like thinking about it, I'll be thinking about it and then I'll just like catch it. Yeah, like I'll be like, yeah. okay, that's a good. One. I'm gonna try that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But and that's all you've been doing then for like a week or two, huh? Just going yeah, out and testing these jokes, just testing all likes. of them. Just yeah. Just doing mics, just just keep trying. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. been doing this. How long you been doing stand up for? Next month, it's gonna be two years. Honestly, like in a few weeks, it's gonna be two years. That's wild. Yeah. You start out here in L.A. or in Seattle. Yeah. Never attempted it in Seattle. Never attempted it in Seattle. How do you I'm think glad, you do? I'm glad that I didn't attempt it in Seattle because. People that would know me, like, I feel like people would watch me and they would have, like, preconceived notions about me because they knew me in college or they knew me in high school. So they'll be watching it with, like, it will affect it. Yeah. I moved out here. That was the best decision I ever made. It was like, nobody knows me here. Right. I feel that. Nobody can say, you, I remember, you used to, nah, nigga. It's like a fresh (laughs) slate, dude, just to Fresh slate. What was it like for you moving out here? Uh, So I originally came out here for film. You know what I mean? So I did the. I went back to school to film school and stuff like that, and then stayed there for about a year and a half. And where I started working, like I got my first PA job. I started. I I emailed like <clears throat> over three hundred and fifty ads, like assistant directors in the guild, just Holy cold fuck. emailed them, and I just played the numbers game, right? Like it's just like out of the, let's say a hundred people, like I'm gonna expect ten people to hit me back. That's ten percent. Holy fuck! Right, and then and then out of that ten out of that ten percent, probably one to 5% are going to hit me back. Oh, my God. So I just knew that. So I would just... It was a long process, bro. I would copy and paste their name into IMDb, see what they worked on, personalize the letter, and then sent it out. And I just did that all day for like a week. 
And you got something? I got one PA job out of all that, but it just Jesus. led to so many other fucking opportunities, bro. That's and, fire, though. How do you deal with like all that rejection? Um, I you I I just went through so like there was this, I, so I went into like you know those multi level marking things. Yeah. So Wait, I went, that's like a scheme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, those type of shit. So yeah. what, I got into that, and then one time, one time, people, one time. um but i got into that and the one thing i took from that because i always think every failure you get something to learn like that's what kind of like even this podcast is all about but what i took from that mlm was just going through the numbers and they taught me how like what percentages and stuff like that so when i approach things that's how i approach it i'm like okay this is how many times i have to do it and this is the rate of success that's fire and let's go back to the name of the podcast Go into that. That's fire. The, now it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the successful yeah. failure. I'm just a, talk I'm, about that. So I'm just. I always just thought I was a failure, man. Everything I did, I failed at. You know what I mean? I did. I never made the basketball team. I tried out for like eight years in a row, junior high and high school. Didn't. Make I didn't. That shit. I didn't make the basketball team either. Yeah, man. So and then fucking failed at every like little business I did. Failed at fucking school yeah. four times. Dropped out four times and. I don't know. It's just one day it just dawned upon me. I was like, that's who I am. I'm a successful failure. You know what's crazy hmm. to think about? People that meet you would not have that perception of you at Really? All. Dude, yeah. I'm a fuck up, bro. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. In, it's so funny. It's fucked up. It's only in your head. Like, yeah, mm. it, it happened mm-hmm. to you. But if I'm meeting you for the first time, I'm not going to be like, this guy's a failure. Like, right. people just don't think. It's like, it's so hard to just let go. Of the fa- let go of like what the, the image, failure like, oh, oh I see let go of what the failure did to you yeah that's hard mm-hmm. it's super hard but it it like it helps me it's like I I approached it because the and Jesus the whole idea of it was I I wanted to write a book about all my experiences and what I could teach but I that was before comedy this was like a year before comedy and then I started comedy and then the podcast and I just love the name but it's just it's just literally that dude it's like how many everyone fails. Yeah. Right, and you go through the numbers of failure, and you get a percentage, and there's going to be an equal amount of success in the end. So yeah. that's the whole idea, and it's wild. Like going back to it again, it's like doing this podcast. I really see it now. I really see this starting to pick up. Twenty two, twenty three episodes in. It's congrats, wild, bro. bro. Congratulations, Thank bro. You. It's really you, wild. You bro. earned that shit. I Whatever. hope so. I hope so. I hope I did in some way. You know what I mean? I just I just got kind of lucky, dude. I had the skills coming into this. You know what I mean? Like the That's skills true. to shoot and edit. Yeah. So I feel like I had the upper hand, but at the same time, it's one of those things where comedy was something I always wanted to do. And now I'm seeing that I am getting a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually getting organic laughs. Like I don't have to think about it. I can just be yeah. myself. Like the other day at the fucking, I forget what bit it was, the fucking Dark Nipples one. Fourth Wall. Yeah, yeah that fourth was good. Wall. You were yeah. good. Yeah. You were funny. <laughs> Explain to the people. Let, let oh, the people I, know. I, I, I'm not like attracted to Asian women because every time I see their titties, it, like the dark nipples remind me of my mom. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's not lie. Every guy. The first. I was fucking, gonna ask if you've seen your mom's titties, the, the, but I, mean, I was like, oh, like, wait, we all have. The, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that. So I'm written, written the, in the bit now. I yeah. go. I go. Come on, guys. We all admit. There's only like one out of three people we've seen, uh, like for the first time we see their titties, it's either our mom, our grandma, or our auntie. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes all three, you know what I mean? So that's like kind of like where I'm going with it. That's, yeah, that's wacky and goofy and silly. Right. That's but a, it's true though. Like it's just. That's the type of shit I want to get in. Like I want to, no, not doing that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not. I'm talking about comedy. Like I want to get into being silly more. 
You should, bro, because you I got wanna... you got like that aura. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the, and the fact you got you can write witty. Like, yeah. dude, that's like a perfect combination, bro. Thank Literally, you, bro. You should Appreciate fucking you. lean into that a lot. More. I want to lean into more about yeah, being silly. It's like I try to run away from race, but it's like the reason I keep talking about it is because I keep getting reminded about it. Mm. That's the only I keep having these weird experiences and the joke just writes itself. Right. Because everything I'm saying is my perspective and my perspective is that of a black man in his 20s living in 2023. Like, right. You know, it's like I want to get goofy, but. F- fucked up shit keep happening yeah bro <laughs> where it reminds me i'm a nigga so it's like i just have to address it type shit you know what i'm saying because i talk about race and i feel like i talk about race in like a nuanced way that hasn't been like appreciated yet really because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of black comedians that talk about race but they do it in like the same manner whether it's just comparing black people to white people mm-hmm. or just doing just like here's what it's like being black like you know like oh uh, i see yeah type shit so how do you approach it then like what how do you differentiate yourself from the rest i talk it's not even that it's not even that it's like a conscious choice to differentiate it like i'm just being me Mm. Like the only reason why I stand out is because everybody else is so like typical type. Honestly, like not yeah. to sound like not to be the guy where it's like I'm so different. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like niggas be the same, bro. Yeah. I had to fight to be like this. I had to fight to be like black and weird. And when I was black and weird, that was in school, middle school, high school. There was no help. There was no lovable group of misfits I could fit in with. I was in that I was on an island by myself when it was illegal to be black and weird. That's so true, bro. And that's now so that's true. like now it's like all this talk about how people feel inside and words of affirmation and all this bullshit. I'm like, where the hell was this when my black ass was growing up? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I dead ass had I dead ass walked through the fire just to be like black and weird. And I'm sure, but that that fire in you helps out on stage, right? It like, does help it, on stage, and it like gives me an edge, right? Because yeah, I'm not like a softy anymore. Right. And isn't that weird though? Like, dude, like the trauma that we go through in life always helps us out as comics. It becomes, it helps you to the fullest extent. Like whatever your insecurity is, I learned. Yeah, dude. Don't hide your insecurities. Show your insecurity, and then it turns into a superpower. It empowers you the more you talk about it. And it's got to come from the heart, bro. It does. Got to come. Got to talk from the heart. That's the only way to make art and your craft beautiful. That's how to make it. You have to be like yourself to the maximum and be as authentic and speak from your heart. Right. You know, that's my thing with like. That's my thing with like a lot of comedy I see, like these Netflix specials. Mm. It's just a person talking like they're like it's like just people just be like politicians now. Yeah, like bro. people I just feel, yeah. They just say what is it I can say so I look the best so I can continue to exist. It's like that's like there it's like this shiny product that's on stage. Like I'm not trying to say the right thing. I'm just saying my thing. Yeah. And it's like I'm not trying to dictate the conversation. I'm just trying to spark the conversation type shit. Mm. 
So that's where I come from it. But yeah, I don't know how we got here, bro. My mind I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know either. I have no idea either. We went down a wormhole right there. So the, the, the fucking the nigga that's watching right now is like, are these niggas on shrooms? What the fuck? You ever done shrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I stop laughing? I was like, yeah. Like, what? but uh, yeah, I did. Um, I've done shrooms a few times. I've done acid a few times. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bro, it's fun. I did shrooms at my mom's house one time, bro. Oh, Jesus. That shit was... <laughs> that was a bad that's, mistake. Yeah, bro. That's trippy. When you, like ate, when she was awake? Me and my homies, we ate hella. No kidding, dude. Hella. Jesus. Literally like a... Oh, my gosh. So much... Like, nigga. When you we were in high was, school? I was like 20. Oh, okay, okay. I was younger. Yeah. I was way younger. So, like, I was fucking... Bro, we really thought we was going to die type shit. Like, I was like, damn, am I going to die on shrooms? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, scary, bro. Crap. That shit gets scary. Be a Wikipedia page. That shit gets so crazy. scary, bro. The first death on shrooms. Bro, my, first, my experience on shrooms is I was watching this movie called Neon Demon, and the protagonist, her name was Jessie. And yeah. she based her story, she comes to LA and she wants to be a model. Yeah. Right? So it's already a trippy story. I'm watching this shit, bro, and... I go up and out of nowhere, I just see this fucking, it's like the Matrix where it's a white room yeah. and just different versions of me. And I'm in this fucking chair where I can, where they're saying her name and she's like, Jesse, Jesse. And it's just like, I see all this shit. It freaked me the fuck out, bro. I had to like turn around to my homie. And I was like, can we stop the movie? <laughs> uh, who, who would you take it with? <clears throat> my homie, uh, Gino. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing, bro. Sh- shrooms, acid. It's like any other drug, but it alters your perception so much. It's like you kind of see outside of yourself. It makes you more humble, too. Dude. It humbles you. Nothing humbles you more than a bad trip. That's what... <laughs> dude, that's 100, bro. That's what shrooms... That is 100. Dude, when I did shrooms, like, my second or third time, I, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to fuck with these drugs no more. Yeah, bro. Have you seen Requiem for a Dream? Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. Requiem... Whatever. Requiem. However, however the fuck Requiem you pronounce it. Requiem for a it, Dream? Nigga, I... Queen for a dream. <laughs> no, that's a good movie though. Darren Aronofsky. Shout out to Darren Aronofsky. I was like, I Jared watched, Leto. Yeah, I watched that shit. I was like, I am not doing drugs, bro. And the editing was just made it even crazier, right? Like the bro is quiet and just and that whole movie was about drugs, but different drugs. Like the mom, she was just on oh regular diet pills, bro. Yeah, she was so and she's cracked out. That was she like was, legal crack. She was so fuck. I felt so sad because I'm like hallucinating fucking being on the show wild but yeah she really thought she's like a lot of the people out here oh my god dude she really thought getting famous was the only way way to feel loved that's so trippy that the moment you said that like a hundred fucking middle-aged women (laughs) ran through my fucking head that i met out here yeah i'm like you don't need wild dude to be famous in order to feel loved, like you are loved. Like she had her son, but her son was like neglectful. Right. And he was on drugs too and shit. Took the TV. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> That's the opening scene is him dragging the TV to get money for drugs or some shit. Yeah. And it's like, bro, it's it's funny. When you when you like we do stand up and like like I've I haven't been doing it for that long. Mm-hmm. Like almost two years in a few weeks, but it's like I watch people and I'm like, okay, I know why you do stand up. Like you're just doing it 
You're doing it because acting's not hitting. Oh, yeah. Or I see what you mean. You're doing it because you just like, you just want attention. Yeah. Or it's like, you're doing it because you love stand-up. I can tell yeah. you love stand-up, even yeah. if you're not good at it. Right, right. Or it's like, you're just doing it because your friends are doing it. Yeah. It's weird, dude. Like, I I remember talking to this comedian, CJ Price, and he takes it very serious, which I appreciate. You know what I mean? I appreciate any comedian who takes it serious. Funny dude. He's hella funny. Hella shout funny. Out, shout out, CJ. Hella funny, dude. Um, But it was it's like... I, I, I can see that now because that's how it was in film, right? Like if, if anyone came in your fucking shit and they're not taking it serious, they just want to kind of fucking lollygag around, figure it out. It's just like, there's no time for this. And I'm starting to see that now with com comedy, you know what I mean? I was having a conversation no with time. Adam Fink today. No, no and I, time. And you said it too. It was just like, you don't want to go up there and just fucking hear someone just fucking bullshit. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you, you, like, Be I've been focused. in rooms where everyone's taking this serious and it's like the feedback and the energy in those rooms are fucking barn on the best. Yeah. Barn on the best. That's when it's the best, when everybody's taking advantage of the opportunity. You got to take advantage. Right. It's like some people do it, and it's like I hate the way they do it because it's like they're so used. They take the attention they get for granted. People like me, I'm not like that because I never had attention. Mm. Mm. So I make the most of it when I get on stage and speak, and you can hear it in the writing. Like... And um, what was I gonna say? Fuck, bro! I fucking had a brain fart, nigga. No, you're good. You're good, you're good. <laughs> Fuck, what were we talking about? Stand, why, reasons why people do stand up. Yeah, the attention. Yeah, intention. Oh, time. Yeah, the time. Yeah, the time thing. You have to be sense of urgency. There yeah. is no. That's another thing. There's no people be like, I'll do it tomorrow. There's no, no tomorrow. Dude, you can't do that. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There's no future. Right. The only time we have is now. Right. When it's two weeks from now, you're not going to be like, damn, I'm in the future. Like, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> it's only now. And we can't go back to the past. So it's only now. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, bro. 100%. I'm right there. I'm, I'm, so I'm doing this like blog now because I partnered up with the, I was telling you, the podcast room. Um, so I'm doing these blogs like once a week, but that's what I talk about. I touch up on that. It's like you cannot like a, a, week, a day from now, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, you would wish you had done something right today. Facts. Like, and you you realize that quick with co like comedy because it's just the repetitions, bro. You got to get up there. I Like I, when I started, I was only doing like one or two rooms a day. Yeah. Now I'm, I opted it to like at least four to five, at it, least four. Yeah. And if you don't have... If you can only do one a day, that's fine. That's fine. You, like, most people have day jobs and shit. Right, exactly, you know? yeah. Like, just be consistent. Even if it's one a day, even if you're just writing a, every day and you're not doing as much sets, that's And even fine. if you don't feel like it, that's yeah. when you do the best, I feel like, right? You, you, you don't you can, feel like You going. can do the best when you don't feel like it. You can force some shit yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. But <laughs> fucking, yeah, bro. You just got to, because you have to, it's like work. It's like a job. You got to do it when you don't feel like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't feel like going to open mics all the time. Right. Sometimes I don't feel like doing shows all the time. But you got to just yeah. do it. You got to remember why you're doing it. I do it. Everybody's reason is different, though. Right. It's like, I know we were talking about wrong reasons to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you love doing it, there's no such thing as a, in a way, there's no such, like, my reason is I just have an innate need to express myself mm. some people might think that's very selfish no you know? not at all yeah people are just soft yeah <laughs> people are soft. so soft bro yeah because it's like nowadays it's just like people's 
I don't want to like keep repeating that same trope where it's like people are sensitive, blah blah blah. But they are. But yeah, it, it, and it's usually people who've led very good lives. <laughs> That's that so true. It, those are the types of people yeah. that complain about it the most. That's very true, right? Because these the people, most privileged. Yeah, the most privileged people are complaining about that shit the most. Right. But at the end of the day, life is a bitch. And if you can't tolerate hearing one thing you don't want to hear, you're a bitch too. I mean, that's facts. That's facts. I, t- I can take that. Yeah, man. But, you know, but at this, it's like at the same time, though. Like, you know, freedom of speech does not... Freedom of speech ain't free, though. No. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequence. I'm only talking like this because I can take the heat in the kitchen. Yeah. So if I say some shit and everybody gets mad, you're not going to see me being like, why is everybody mad at me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I can take the heat. Like, you know. I respect that. No, yeah, absolutely, yeah. bro. Because I'm not getting here. If I like whatever I accomplish, like I'm not getting there based on my likability. Like that's not my strongest I like thing. that. Like it's in my vision. Like, it's in my talent and hard work, you know? Yeah. Because likability can get you very far. If people like you, you can get very far, but people are going to catch up at some point and realize Mm -hmm. you're not that good. Or you're not that nice. Or Or you're not not that that likable, right? Or you don't work that hard. Like, we see that a lot with the Jimmy Fallon shit, the Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it catches up to them, bro. It does. That's why I could never do that. Like, type of... Just being a slave to like what people think and yeah. having to fucking it makes you miserable, bro. Yeah, I could not tell you how miserable I was working in film, especially the, like the last two three years I was doing Talk it. Talk about that. Yeah, what was what was it like? It was it was just the fucking whole frame of the industry was changing, bro. You know what I mean? Like their ideologies, what they wanted to talk about on yeah. set, working on set was fucking different. Like, not that I would fucking say anything fucked up. It's just like I couldn't say anything because I didn't want to offend anybody. Yeah, and I hated that, dude. I hated yeah. that myself, and I was just like, who am I? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like having last... to like compulsively filter yourself. Yeah. Or not. Bro, like the past like from twenty twenty up until like the beginning of this year, I was just like, I don't know who I am. Like I'm trying to be someone I'm not. And it like it was like a thing where I fell into again. I'm like, I did I'm doing this again. You know what I mean? And then when I started doing comedy and the fact that I could just be honest and even if I don't get laughs or no one, they don't judge me for saying what I say on yeah. stage, you know, and at least with comics of the audience may be different audience. Yeah. They judge, but they judge. it's like, you know, that's, the, they deserve to like, they're sitting there listening to you. Like they're giving you their time. Like, right. Yeah. I'm true. not, you know, if I get freedom of speech, you have freedom to judge. Right. Like, true. We're, it's equal. We're on an equal playing field. So, so how do you fucking deal with that then? How do, like, let's say you say something on stage and you can feel the audience isn't vibing with you. Are you going to change your act or are you going to keep going with what you feel like saying? I'll acknowledge the energy in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get a laugh just pointing that out, just pointing out the obvious change in energy, mm-hmm. you know. But I stand on what I say. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been, I'm not doing this whole I'm not going to fit into what anybody wants me to be. Yeah. Like, I've I've been broke for too long, nigga. Like, I've... Dude, that's 100%. I've man. been... I've, I've worked too many shitty jobs. I'm doing this on my terms. When my opportunity comes, I'm the boss. Have you always approached comedy like this? Or was there, like, like let's say you were a year in, there was a shift. Or have you always been... I've always just been like this. Yeah. I've always... 
been like, like my core is like obviously I want to keep evolving as a person. Like mm-hmm. I think I've evolved a lot, but my core has always been the same. Like I didn't have to like I've always been this way. I've always been, you know, people think I'm awkward or whatever, but I've always been like that. Like that's just me being authentic. You right. Know? Right. Like I've I didn't have to change like I was always kind of like weird a little bit. And I didn't like I didn't have to change for the world. Like I think the world got weirder. Hmm. That's interesting. What kind of like what were your what did your friends look like growing up? Like in terms of like nationality, I'm just curious. Um my my, best friends growing up, I had like two Mexican friends. Mm-hmm. They're still my best friends today. Mm-hmm. I had a white homie. He mm-hmm. was like my good friend for a while. We don't really talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. And I had a few black friends, but like they all my black friends would like just move. <laughs> like like from Seattle away from Seattle? Just like, bro, niggas just moved to West Seattle. Like like I or just moving to like fucking I think I had a homie, he moved to like Vegas or some shit. Okay, okay. Or somewhere. Yeah. Like but um Yeah. It was weird. Like I just yeah. So it was very diverse then. Yeah, yeah. I had di- I only had like one white friend. I only mm-hmm. had like one or two mm-hmm. white friends growing up. Right. Now I live in LA, so this is the most white friends I ever had. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is it different from Seattle? I mean, because every, everyone's kind of different out here, but then again, it's like we're all the same because we're comics. Which, by the way, I love fucking hanging out with you at the fucking. Thanks, bro. I like I like hanging out with you too. It's hella chill, bro. It's, yeah, bro. it's hella chill. It's I like try a to be. I try to. I try to be like. Because you know sometimes. It's hard meeting me for the first time. Like sometimes I might come across a certain way, maybe like mm-hmm. awkward or like standoffish or just whatever. Mm-hmm. But I try to be like inclusive. I try to treat everybody. I give everybody baseline respect. Right. hundred percent. Some people, a lot of in the, Bro. you go to the store, it's like a, it's a social hierarchy. Yeah. And um, it's tough. It's very clicky. Yeah. But, bro. and like. Some dude, some I, people won't even introduce themselves to me. I'll be like, I'm Jesse. They look away. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's because like, this is crazy. It's this culture's comedy. Culture. It's like you haven't been doing it that long, type shit. Right. Or like they haven't seen you go up, yeah. type shit. Yeah, that's true. Not many people have seen me go up, so that's it's so like true. I I get respect now from some people, mm-hmm. but I'm still like, I'm still not embraced by the comedy scene really. So I just got to keep going dude. up and keep being as funny as I can because life is about, you know, I wasn't embraced. I was never like the cool kid ever yeah. like in school. Yeah. And like I just dealt with it just by being like fuck you niggas. I'm going to just be alone. Yeah, like right. I'm that's I'm fine being alone. I don't yeah. need nobody to cheer for me. But life is about standing on top of your fears. It's not about running from your fears cuz everything you want is on the other side of fear. So that's why I go to the comedy store. I'm like, "All right, these people don't like me that much, but I'm I'm still here. They're gonna like you. They're gonna yeah. end up liking you, bro. Yeah, they see my my. You still gotta look at my face, yeah. nigga. Yeah, <laughs> and you gotta keep going to these clubs and showing face because right. the closer you are to the stage, the closer you are to getting on the stage. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. And it's the one thing too. Me and Adam Fink we're talking about today. We're talking about the hierarchy and how you gotta respect it. You can't just felt like someone like me. I can't just go up there and be like, "Yo, dude, let's fuck it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank God, because I, I me and Fink had like a mutual friend. And then I just, what did I do? Just run into you at the store, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's, you You definitely, Um, I think comedians that have been doing it way longer than you, 
they're entitled to a reasonable right. amount of respect. Yeah, of course. But my thing is just like, let's just be like people. Let's be respectful, you know? Yeah. I'm not gonna let it. I seen a nigga. I seen a nigga. I seen a you know popping comedian. I seen him fucking um give another comedian like a noogie. I was like, I will never let a grown ass man do that to like niggas be manhandling each other. Like all this hazing, nah, I'm not with it. Like I'm not letting. I'm not doing that shit. So it's like I respect the older comedians. Yeah, but I'm not like I'm not like. Your boy, dude. Like, yeah. your little boy. Your I'm dog. Not, yeah, I'm not your little boy. This ain't a frat, nigga. I'll slap <laughs> you. The fuck? It's not like you helped. It's not like you're helping me get anywhere. That's true. That's very true. You're not an influence. The fuck? That's very true. <laughs> so it's like, but I respect the time people put into it. For real, for real. That's yeah. what you got to respect. That's 100%. why you got to... I don't just walk up to, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't just walk up to whoever's in the main room and be like, yo, what up, yeah, bro? Like, exactly. Nah, let them be them, bro. Yeah, I feel that. Because one, at one point, they were in your shoes, mm-hmm. and now they're finally getting their spotlight. Right, right. Let me get another beer real quick. You want another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's talk about your show, dude, the show that you produce. Lovers and Friends, you said? Yeah, Lovers and Love Friends. Love the name. <laughs> Love the name. <laughs> me and the homies came up with it in the group chat. I forgot how, but like... I produce, it's going to be, this next one is going to be my fifth show, and I'm happy about that. I can't nice. believe I did four of them bitches. Yeah. And then we had it, I had it packed out every time. And Good like, for you. Yeah. It's very hard to produce a show, honestly. It's a lot of work. What's, what do you think is like one of the most challenging things of it? The, the stress leading up to it, dealing with that. Yeah. You got to reach out to everybody. The way I pack yeah. my shows is I DM people personally. Yeah. Hopefully they bring that group of friends. Right. You know, this person, word of mouth type shit. Some comedians come out and support. I'll come out there. Just like, let me know. I'll day. let you know. Yeah, yeah let I'll know. definitely let you know. Sometimes the comedians on the lineup bring people, which is helpful. But I never press them about that. Cause right. I don't, that bringer show shit. That's the whole reason I started producing shows is because I didn't want to do bringer shows. Yeah, bro. That's what I hear a lot. I'm, I'm doing them right now. <laughs> you gotta pay your dues, nigga. <laughs> we all did it, nigga. Pull up to the comedy chateau with five motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what I got going I'm on here tomorrow. for my five minutes. That's what I got tomorrow. Oh my god, bro! That That's piece just, of shit. That's just funny, man. But fucking um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, yeah, reaching out, DMing everybody you know. Sometimes yeah. I be DMing people I'm not even that close to, and I'll be like, pull up. Yeah. Like, nigga, I haven't heard from you in years. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck, I look like supporting your comedy dream, nigga. <laughs> fuck out my face. No, but usually those people can be, those types of people, they surprisingly, they be pulling up sometimes. It's yeah, like, oh, damn. Oh, shit. You know? And damn, like, that's cool. Every show, the day, I, I'm like, nobody's coming. Yeah. I'm always like, nobody's going to come to this shit, bro. Because you're hitting up everybody you know and everybody's saying, maybe. Right. So that shit is stressful <laughs> as fuck. Where, where do you hold these shows? Like, where like, do you go usually, to venues? Or? Usually Third Wheel Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I usually go to Third Third Wheel Hollywood. That place has been dope. The last one, I did it at my crib. That was the most popping show oh, I've had. We were still, but everybody was still buzzing after the show. It was lit. That no shit kidding. was lit. It was fire. We had fire comics. We had uh, Erica Rhodes. She's super funny. Mm-hmm. She closed it out. She was hilarious. Everybody loved her. You know, I always do a set. You know, right. my niggas do their sets. And like, 
it'd just be funny, bro. Like, it'd just be good. Because, like, I'm in charge. That's what I like. Yeah. I like being in charge. Every time I'm not in charge and somebody else is in charge, miserable. they fuck miserable. it up every time. I'm miserable, bro. Yeah. That's why I love doing this shit now. Because nobody up. can tell you how to no. do your shit. Not once. You're in charge and it just feels good. Because yeah. you're like, this is going to be good because I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels great, bro. Honestly, yeah. it feels great. And it helped get me some pull in the comedy community. Like, because now there is a few people that like know about my, they know what I'm capable of. I'm not right. here just trying to leech off of other people. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I have something to offer. Like, I could help people out. I get mm-hmm. people stage time type shit. Mm-hmm. And at my shows, honestly, that's where I have my best sets. Because it's like, it is kind of a cheat code though. Because like, it'd be feeling like they're just kind of just, like it's a rally for you. So you'd be thinking like, damn, maybe I'm getting a little more than I deserve type shit. But mm-hmm. it's like, nah, like. That's what, in the future, like, headliners, people watch them. People come out to their show. They're supporting them no matter what. Right, You know? Right, they're there to yeah. see their favorite comedian. So yeah. that's kind of like a rally in the end. But, yeah, it's it's a fun experience. By the time you don't have to promote and everybody's in their seats, it's like, that's when it's like, okay, let's just have fun. Yeah. Like, I can breathe now. Right, right. You like living in LA? In LA? Yeah. Honestly, I love living in LA. Even though like I've be going I've went through the ups and downs just like everybody else. This shit is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's an obstacle course. This shit is not for the weak. That's why most people move out after a year. I've been here for three years. Like you can tell by the way I talk, I sound like a grizzled veteran. <laughs> Nigga. Grizzled veteran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this shit is not easy. I don't work for my dad. It, it'll add years to you for yeah. sure, bro. I don't work for my dad. I wasn't born in Silver Lake. Yeah, like yeah. I drove out here in my Kia, nigga. <laughs> I drove out here in a Kia Spectra. And it's like, I'm not like super popping, but it's yeah. like, there's so much progress in like two years. Like, I swear to God, just wait in like five years where I'm at. Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Like... And that's why I'm not waiting for anybody to validate me. Like, I'm validating myself regardless of how much accomplishments that. I have. You have to approach it that way, dude. Because you're just going to make people who don't even know you fucking, like, not even care. You know what I mean? Like, you're validating yeah. yourself to people who don't even care. Yeah. Or just a thought in your head. Facts. Where you got to live yourself every fucking day. Because people be thinking they want somebody humble and quiet. Mm-hmm. No, nigga. I've done it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Trust me. I've done it. Yeah. You got to... Make people feel your presence. Right. That's what I learned. It's, it's like a digital you, world, dude. It's a different world. You man. learn so much stuff about yourself just doing stand up. And that's just oh, 100%. one of the that's one of the epiphanies I had. So again, it's like it's kinda like how you achieved that. You got that shit yeah. on what's it called? We own laughs. Yeah, we own the laughs. We own the laughs. Like congrats again, bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you. It's yeah, it's a wild thing, man. And it's just really cool to see just like the work finally just somewhat paying off exactly you know I mean? and am i getting my face out there you know and that's why i started the podcast because i saw the shift into the digital world and i was like i gotta catch this wave before it's too late and like the fact that people are seeing my face now like i said dude dane cook saw the post yeah because i tagged him on some shit but he saw it you know so my face is there my face is out there facts bro that's that's amazing like you got to remind people of how far you came true because it's a story because i'm waiting because it's a sexual failure right it's all these failures and fucking one thing just pops off yeah bro what are you gonna say though no yeah yeah like just the same thing you're just reminding people of how far you came because a lot of people 
like they'll not support it and then when it finally starts making money they'll pretend like they understood all along and it's like nigga why are you amazed i don't respect you that's so true bro so like people are just quiet about it no one's fucking like exactly you know what i mean like they no wait till everybody else is supporting it yeah, so they can just so true it's like mm-mm, i know who's been supporting yeah, it. yeah exactly the whole time I, yep i do i yeah. do it's a short list i'll tell you that much it is it's a, a short very list. short list yeah a very short list so how would you describe your comedy my comedy i'm starting to see it, it um it's I like to go in one way, like one perspective, and then kind of flip it on its head. Like, oh, I like this, and I'll talk about it, talk about it, and then I'll flip it at the very end and be like, I don't like this shit. I feel like, I don't know if that's a type of comedy. Um, But I'm noticing right now that the writing really, it's helping in some ways, but just being on stage and having presence on stage, that's where I'm feeling the most comfortable and riffing. You know what I mean? Like going to open, like I can't get, I don't know if you had this problem, but I still haven't figured it out. Going from an improv mic to an open mic. Like the improv, I'm not, like I feel natural. I feel like myself. And then when yeah. I go to an open mic and work on material, I'm a completely different person. I'm stammering. I have um, no energy. You're, um, I don't know what I'm doing, dude. It's so you might, frustrating. You might be overthinking your writing process. Yeah. And you, I, you might be overthinking, like memorizing your jokes. Yeah, you don't have to say it like word for word. Say I'm starting it. to realize that. Don't you don't have to say it word for word. Just remember your jokes and say it the way it feels most natural, and say it to the crowd, like as if you're just speaking to to them, not okay. just speaking in front of them. Yeah, that's what I would say. Speak to the crowd and not in front of them. Mm. Okay, I, I like that. That's what I. That's that's one of the things I learned. Doing I comedy. like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Thanks. Um so I got a I got some inside information. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. We can cut this if you want. But no, I gotta ask you. Leave it in. Leave it in. All right. Yeah. So I got some word on the streets is why do you yeah, think that, that is? Cut this shit, first of all. <laughs> Definitely cut this shit. I already know Adam said it is fucking I'll cut that. I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Sorry, Adam, I tried, bro. I was telling you at the store, I'm just so lucky that I'm not, like, single and dating right now because it just feels like it's a really, really, uh, really tough pool. I rarely, it's my fault that I'm not that, uh, not even. honestly, I'm not even that successful with women, honestly. Like, I don't, but it's like, I don't put that much energy into it and yeah. I don't have, like, like, I've, like, I've went on dates and it's usually just me paying for shit yeah, and them bro. not appreciating it. I know, it. dude. So it's just like... It makes you I feel like shit, bro. Hella, I don't got hella time and money to where I can be doing that shit all the time. I do it sometimes, though. Yeah. Like, I was on a date recently. It went, it went great, but it was like she wasn't really... She she got her shit, and she was like, all right, that's it. Jesus. So it was like kind of like... That was kind of like her version of, like, fucking me and not calling me back. It's wild, bro. And, like, I've heard fucking many women say it. They just fucking be doing that. You know what I mean? They just be going out to dinner just for a free dinner. For a free meal, yeah, type shit, and that is so fucked up, man. It is fucked it's up, so fucked but their up. justification is like, well, dudes, fuck us and don't, don't hit us back up, and like, then stop hitting those, like, yeah, then stop giving it up so fucking easily. Yeah, like stop, like what you thought yeah. was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 why I it's a two, I always say it's a two way street. You know what I mean? It, it is, is a two way street. 
But, but at the same time, it's just like it, it's just a wild time to be fucking trying to find someone. To be trying to find somebody yeah. seriously. And I don't know. Now, go ahead. Relationships are just so like transactional to me. Hmm. Like I'd like I'd like to have somebody where it's like I can be vulnerable with them and they appreciate me for who I am and not what I have to offer. Right. But it's like you gotta go. Over. I understand though. I understand why mm. it's like you can't be with a bum. You know. Yeah. You can't. But you gotta go overseas, bro. The yeah. girls of overseas are better. My girl's f- foreigner. Not but I be seeing girls with bums, and I'm just like, what damn, bro? These niggas doing worse than me. What the fuck? I'm bum. I'm bum. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> Stop. You have a successful podcast. <laughs> it's yeah, no, but um, yeah, you gotta go overseas, bro. I'm telling you. And, like, it's, it's and sometimes I'm just like, damn, all these all I see just tall white men getting all the pussy. Uh, yeah. Always, tall white men getting always. all the pussy. It's like these dudes are just Lame as shit. Yeah. Like nothing special about. It. They don't even. It's not like these niggas be driving Ferraris and shit. They're just tall and just handsome. Tall white men, just fucking pansy ass dudes, just fucking getting bitches. I'm like, how? What boxes is he checking off besides white and tall? Like what the fuck? <laughs> but I get it. It's like women didn't. Like they didn't. Like that's what they saw on TV. So it's like, yeah. bro, no, that's what they're attracted to. Like, I don't know. I feel like the landscape's kind of changing, though. Like, I, I always equate it to like when I was growing up, all the fucking women loved black dudes from where I'm from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, athletic black dudes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I, I have this thing where I was like, okay, I, I just gotta wait my turn because it seems like the shades women are just liking shades lighter and lighter. So I was just yeah. waiting for them to like Filipinos. But yeah. like, I'm like. I was on a date with a Filipino girl recently. Yeah, yeah. Filipino girls like black dudes. They a love lot. black dudes. They love black dudes, bro. Yeah, they love black dudes. But it was it was a weird. It wasn't that great of a date. No, but why? No chemistry. You know, we're just just two different people. You know, we met on the internet, bro. Like, we're, yeah, magic's not gonna happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Have you met like a, a woman out in LA, like in person, rather than the internet? Yeah. And, like, how did that yeah. kind of like? I met a few of them. I've met girls where, like, I've hit it off with them. Mm-hmm. You'll hit it off with them at a party or at a bar, and then you just never see them again. Damn. And it's just like, damn. There's just so many. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like... Sorry. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going on a few dates, but I don't know. Like, it's just like... It's just like they have so... We, out here in LA, there's so many options, and I feel, feel like that could be, like, a psychological thing, because... You know, you date not like, the Midwest, I feel like there's not that many options, so when you find someone good, it's just like... I'm gonna stick with this, you know. Where out yeah. here, it's like the pool is so big. Oh, there's always something better to fucking exactly go after, you know. But it just kind of reminds me, it's like I'm more than just like it. Just reminds like I'm more than just fucking. My thing is like I have. I'm trying to build something for myself. Yeah, that's what like my yeah. priority. One hundred percent. Like yeah, I like fucking bitches, but it's like I have my purpose goes beyond trying to stick my dick in a bitch. Yeah. You got like. Uh, and I feel like if I if I just keep like living with purpose and trying to build something for myself, like a girl will come along and appreciate that. That it, hasn't happened yet, but it, it will happen it someday, will, brother. Trust me, it yeah. will. It will, dude. Yeah. And it's it's gonna come the least you expect it. Honestly, yeah, that's what they the all when say. When you don't want it, like when I met my girl, bro, I was just like, nope, film this is all I want. And then I met her, and it was just kind of like, how old were you? Like like twenty something? Twenty seven when Damn. I met her. Yeah, and then fucking I uh. But yeah, she's a lot more mature than I am. Yeah, women usually mature faster. Way than more men. mature than I am. Dude. Yeah, she's got her shit together. You know what I mean. But it's like, 
now my focus is on her, but it's just like, what can I do to supplement the life that exactly. I see with her? You know what I mean? And hopefully I kind of found it. That was another problem I had with women. I feel like women thought I was super, they still think I'm like super immature, like not like a boy. Mm. Like, and, it's, and it doesn't help that I have like a lot of older, like female friends. Mm. So they be looking at me like I'm just like this little boy. That's true. Like, I don't know. And like when I meet people for the first time, they're always like, dude, I th- you're 25. I thought you were way younger. I was like, what? How? Like, what? Like, some, they'll say like it's because of the way I look and shit. Like, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm worried. I'm like, damn, am I just like immature? Because I feel like I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty mature for my age. I think so. I think I just need to get you're facial hair. You said 25. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a beard. I can't do it, bro. I can't do you shit. You can't do it? I can't even do a mustache, bro. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. I'm kind of like in the same boat. Like, yeah. I got this. But that, I mean, that, that's the hair. Like, I can't do that. Like, this yeah. is it. <laughs> that's it, bro. Fuck it. You're already in love. You don't need that's facial it. hair. That's true. You don't need facial that's hair. That's very true. And she hates it, too. She always asks me to shave. Always asks me to shave. Yeah. What's your favorite position? <laughs> like, from the back, homie. From the back? From the back. Okay, damn. Bro in love, but he fuck, he like doggy style. <laughs> like, from the back, bro. From the back. <laughs> I like, bro, I'm... I'm not going to, people going to say I'm boring and shit, but I like missionary, bro. <laughs> I like missionary. I like looking in the, it feels so real. Yeah. I like looking that, in her That's how eyes. we start off. Yeah. There's like a position that she likes, I do it. And, and then he's like, all right, bitch, like, turn yeah. around. No, you heard it fucking the other day. I'm trying to see what that ass do. <laughs> you heard it the other day. She's a fucking beautiful chick, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. Chick. I've seen. I've been seeing pictures. She looks lovely. <laughs> what? What's the fuck? What? Is this? She looks lovely. Yeah, that's a weird nigga. I sounded like fucking. Not Trump even. No, no. <laughs> no, she's and on top of that, bro, she's just a real one, bro. She's just. I can't tell you how you're like, blessed. I don't then. have to fucking worry about. You're it. not. I'll tell you. Like the people, like they will tell you. You are not missing out at no, all. I know, I'm not. I'm on not, the dating not. scene, no. There is no substance. It sounds so confusing. These bitches be delusional. It sounds so confusing. I don't get it. Like, yeah, it's wrong shit it. that's wrong with men too. But I'm just saying these bitches because I deal with women, yeah. nigga. <laughs> it's like there's stuff wrong with men too. I don't. That ain't my problem. <laughs> the fuck, I date women. And these bitches be crazy as shit. They standards be through the roof and shit. What the fuck? It's wild, bro. Yeah, it's nigga. so wild. That's what I'm saying. You need a real one, bro. You just need overseas, bro. Yeah. I mean, there are crazy honestly. ones overseas, you know what I mean? But, like, there are real ones out there. I mean, sure, there are real ones out in America, too, but... Yeah. I love my accent. I love my accent. I love my accent. So, you were... Were you born in Eritrea? No, I was born in Seattle. Seattle? My family... Uh, my mom was born in Sudan. Oh, okay. My dad's Eritrean. They're both... They're both Eritrean. Like, they... Uh, are they next to each other, Sudan and Eritrea? They're near each other. Yeah, it's just like Africa. Eritrea is East Africa. Right. So it used to be Ethiopia. And then there was a war. Eritrea wanted independence, and they won that war. And they've been independent since 1993. Mm. So, and I'm Eritrean. Yeah. And it's cool. I grew up, but there was like a culture gap between like, obviously me and my siblings and my mom, because we we're 
very American and she's Eritrean, like, you know, she's mm. African mom, yeah, like fob bro. type shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Bro. But we I got away that. with shit. Like, yeah. we got, you know, we didn't have no, like, white upbringing. Like, we got away with certain shit. Like, they, like, um, my school would leave a voicemail. Be like, the Jen was fighting today. And then she'd be like, what'd that mean? I'd be like, nothing, just delete it. Nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. No fucking way. Nothing. It's not. Or it's like, we'd go to, uh, I'd take my mom, we'd go to GameStop because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd want like Grand Theft Auto or some shit. Right. And the GameStop employee would be like, oh, yeah, you already know. Yeah, bro. The GameStop employee would be like, ma'am, this game has sexual violence, nudity. Yeah, bro. Uh, Snitches, guns. bro. Are you still okay with buying this game? She'd be like, what'd that mean? I'd be like, it means it's educational. <laughs> She'd be like, okay, yes, $60 here. To- <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, GTA 5, boy. We lit, nigga. So how is that like growing up with immigrant parents for you? That's like- so, that's so, I've never, wow. I've never thought about that in that I've never reflected on it right, in that yeah. way. Neither have I, but that's it's just been like always a popular been a- topic among comedians. And that's what gets them like, comedy clubs love that type of shit. My parents mm-hmm. were immigrants. So like, that's such like a typical thing i've never said it on stage but it's like i've seen someone do it you know yeah i'm like so many people do it it's like i should because you're right it grabs the audience's attention right when you say it yeah we should do it but like we have to do it in our own way right because like the way they do it is like lame but and it's usually always fucking white majority like you know what i mean like the whitest dude up there yeah i got immigrant parent i'm like nigga the fuck yeah because for me it was like especially in the philippines bro it's like I feel like Filipinos 10, 15, 20 years ago, we were unknown. Yeah. Like, it was just Chinese, Japanese, and Koreans. Yeah. You know what Nobody I mean? Nobody like, knows, like, the different types of... Yeah. Like, I was always called a Korean or a Japanese. Damn. My whole life. Up, <laughs> up until I'm... Crazy enough, up until... They like, called the, you that? They just... Yeah, well, they're just like, you're Chinese. I'm like, I'm not fucking Chinese, what bro. What up, my like, Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. But it was just, like, until recently, like, maybe the past, like, five, six years where everyone was identifying me, like I said earlier, as a Filipino, which I thought was interesting. But going back to your question, like, growing up with immigrant parents, it was cool. Like, I appreciated it. Like, I appreciate everything. You don't, but I didn't appreciate it, obviously, growing up. You don't yeah. appreciate everything 100%, until dude. you're grown. You're just like, damn, like, they really did all this shit for right, me. Right, dude. I, I get to, I'm blessed because I get to live a very selfish life. I don't live my life for other people, which is good. But I want to get to the point where I can share my life with others and like help build somebody else up, just like yeah, the way my family did for me. One hundred percent, dude. But um, yeah, it was cool. Only like we there was obviously arguments because of like cultural gaps. Right. Like right. I just remember every time I'd want to spend a night at my friend's house, it'd be like World War Three. Bro, couldn't <laughs> I, couldn't do it, man. I remember I'm trying to work on this bit, but it's like me and my homies, we would just do four way calls at night. We would just talk to each other at night. It sounds so gay, but that's what we used to do. Because we could never yeah. be at each other's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we spent... And we, they, my parents would never let us let me out. Yeah. Like, to parties and shit up until I had a car. Yeah. Everyone would be partying. Or, like, after, like, the football games, go to, like, the dance and shit. And I'd yeah. have to go home. Yeah. Like, oh, my Fuck God. this, bro. Type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd be hella... I'd be... I guess that would be a problem if I had white parents, but just being out hella late and them just being like, where were you? Just that type of shit. And I fucking, you're two minutes late and it's fucking raising hell, bro. Yeah. It's wild. I'd ask my mom to spend the night. I'd be so terrified on the phone. Yep. I'd be like, mom, 
can I? She's like, what? Yeah. Like she knows. Yep, coming. exactly. Yep. I'd be like, can I spend the night? She's like, what? You have bed at home. Why are you, <laughs> why are you do this? Like, that's how we say it. Do you have bits where you do the accent on stage? I'm not. I, not comfortable? I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. No, I would love to do it, but uh-huh. I'm not good at the accent. Uh-huh. I've seen other people do the African accent, and I think it's because I'm just not at home as much. Got like it. I'm not around yeah. that many Africans. Oh, okay. okay. As much. So it's like I kind of I'm losing touch a little bit. So shit, yeah, just all these fucking white people, you know, just fucking <laughs> feeling like a zombie. They they got me turned into one, nigga. Fuck. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what it was like growing up. So like it was cool, we, good times, bad times. But, yeah, you know, that's just what it is when you're living with your parents. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Absolutely. That's why you got to get the fuck. I had to get out. Like some people, God bless you. You know, s- save that money. But I literally cannot live. I can't be in that situation. It's like with me your trying parents, to like living with your yeah, parents. Yeah, it's like me trying anything. to wear a diaper now. I can't do still. it. I can't do it. I love my parents. Don't get me wrong. I love. I you, love my dad. parents too. Love I love mom my mom. But it's just like we're just better, just like apart. Like yeah, there's something you know. Like but, but dude, it's every time I go back, it's just like we appreciate each other more. Isn't that weird? That's how when it you is. Yeah. Make, you gotta fucking leave each other, and then you appreciate the times you're together with more. I all always I, thought that was weird. Yeah, and I do appreciate them. All I got is my siblings and my mom. Right. Like, my dad passed away when Mom's, I was like seven years old, oh, so shit. I didn't have nobody taught me how to be a man. I taught myself how to be mm. a man, pretty much, type shit. So it's like I appreciate my family, but like. I can't, like, I got to do my own thing. Like, nobody knows my situation better than me. So it's like, it's my life. You know what I'm saying? I can't live for them. Yeah. I have to live for my purpose. I have to live with purpose. Mm -hmm. How many siblings do you have? Two sisters, one brother. So two older sisters, one older brother, and then my mom. So that's my household. That's a pretty big family. Yeah, it is. I only got my sister. I just got one sibling. Your sister and your parents? Yeah. Older or younger? Little sister. She just fucking became a doctor, bro. The oh, family's shit. first Congrats. doctor, bro. What's it like being the older? Uh, what's it feel like? A lot of responsibility, especially having Filipino parents. There's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. There's a lot of like, you got to fucking make a good example for your younger sister. You know what I mean? Which I won't lie. Like I was a fucking asshole in high school. You know what I mean? And I wish I really yeah. was like a better role model for my sister, but yeah. she's fine. She's a doctor. I'm fucking here doing That's what's up. Yeah. No, you got it yeah. No, you're killing it yeah. too. Thank Don't you. Don't undermine bro. yourself. Yeah. There'll be other people that'll do that for you. That's true. <laughs> That's very true, bro. That's but yeah. very true. No, it's cool. I appreciate, you know, there's perks to being like the younger sibling. Mm-hmm. But my thing is like I've been the younger sibling my whole life. Right. My whole life I've been the little guy. Right. I had to go through somebody else every time I wanted that's to do true. something. That's very true. So it's like, and that's like the recurring thing in my life. Like my whole life, I've been the little nigga. Like everybody's always looked at me like mm. I was so little and small. Like I'm the little guy every time I go to these major clubs. Like they don't pay attention to me at all. Mm. So when it's my time, it's going to be my time. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's kind of like what fuels me. Right. But you do learn a lot from people older than you. Absolutely, dude. I grew up in an old folks home, man. Like fucking like Benjamin Button type shit. 
Rex. Who was Benjamin? Who who was? You ever, you ever see that movie? I've seen the movie, yeah. but it's like who, who? Like they grew up like they grew up in an old folks' home. It's basically he was fucking left at like a, one of those hospice homes. Yeah, and then he just grew up in that. And that was like my life. I grew up with old folks and just Damn. talking to old folks, people with dementia. Damn. Type shit. Yeah. Damn. But I think like that's why I'm so good at this because I, as a kid, this is what I would do. I would just you be know at the all table. types of perspectives then yeah it was you like talk to all types of people exactly like like i said people with dementia people who are just experiencing life people who had like speech impediments because of a stroke so yeah. I, I like i social cues and stuff like that comes like i don't want to say easy for me but it's just like i've i've seen it a lot and i'm very blessed for it because i mean again like i don't you if i didn't up, i don't if, if i didn't grow up that way i don't think i'd be even good at this podcast shit that was the foundation of me being able to talk to whoever you are very blessed for being good at that because me, I'm like the opposite. Like, I was never good at social cues. I might be, uh, I might be autistic. I don't know yet, but <laughs> no, you're good. Dude. Growing up, you're good. I can hold a conversation. Yeah, but it's like growing up, like just talking to strangers, getting to know people for the first time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might change the topic too. Fa- just yeah, I wasn't good. I've never been good at like social cues. So it's like. Growing up, everybody just looked at me like I was this degenerate. Hmm. And like it kind of like alienated me and shit. Yeah. And like people people would write me off after the first impression and shit. So Yeah, man. I feel that. That sucked. But I'm getting better at speaking to people. I think you're just fine, bro. I think yeah, you're yourself. Thanks. You know what I mean? I'd like yeah. and that's what I appreciate you about, like most about you, is just you're you're yourself. Especially in LA where you people are trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. Always, dude. Always. Yeah. They come out the house like that, and it's just like, oh my god, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's so exhausting. You got it. You have to be the one to deal with it. It's so fucking exhausting. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how. That's people why do I appreciate it. all of you. That's why I'm fucking homies with you. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, appreciate like, you, man, bro. And it's like, and it's this thing. It's like, it goes back to that question. It's like, it's like, um, when it comes to this, like. Would you rather be who you want to be or just be who you are? Of course. Number Which one? Numero dos. Number one? I think, but what if who you want to be, you're trying to be... No, number two. I want to be number two. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigga, you said numero dos. You said numero uno, right? No, I said dos. Oh, I said dos? dos? Yeah, I said Fuck. dos. I'm yeah. fucked up then. No, you're, okay. good. <laughs> you're good. But um, you got to... Cause it's like you can make an argument that like they're trying to be somebody else, they're trying to be this star, exactly. and they're not a star yet. There's, There's a lot like, of that, bro, in film. It's exhausting, bro. But I'm trying to, in a way, I'm that's me. Cause like people don't see me as no, like people don't see anybody as no like star. It's like my thing is like you got to know who you are to be who you want to be. There's a different approach though with comedians compared to what I was used to with filmmakers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you guys, like you have to. Like that's this thing. It's People come see you. And I get it with film too. People come see you. But there's only one person they're coming to see and it's a movie star. They don't give a fuck about anybody else. Damn. When they come see a comedian, they care about you, bro. So when I'm on set and I'm working with fucking dudes at the lower level, they're going home bragging about this shit like I was at a time. I was like, who am I? To brag about some shit that I just fucking stood on a corner for fucking 12 hours a day. Telling people we're rolling, cut. Yeah. Who am I to do that? Yeah. And that's like, that's what the difference between film and this. Because people are coming to see you, homie. When they go watch a movie, they're going to see fucking Leonardo DiCaprio on screen. Not fucking the director, Sheesh. not the DP, not Say the fucking, that. bro, all of them. 
And that's to me was the most mind blowing thing about the whole experience. I'm like, I'm bragging about shit that's not even my work. Damn. <laughs> but it's like you worked on it though. You were a part. I of worked it. on it, but that's not my that's work. Not mine. That's yeah. not mine. This is mine. This right here, me on stage. That's mine. That's yours. Yeah. And you can build that craft. Yeah, I can't fucking build a fucking directing craft while I'm fucking just standing on a corner of a street or, yeah. or writing. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. That's the beauty of like comedy and shit. Right. Like nobody, it's like, like I liked playing basketball growing up. Right. And it was like right. my thing with basketball, I was good. I was nice when it came mm-hmm. to pickup, but when it was time to do organized basketball, yeah. I was not good. Yeah. So my issue was like, I hated having to like, I hated a nigga telling me what to do, right. like coaching my ear. Right. And then yeah. me having to wait for the coach to put yeah, me in bro. the game. I totally with, agree with you. With art and comedy, I could put myself in the game. Yeah, whenever you want. Whenever, whenever you I want. want. And you roll at the beat of your own drum. You know what yeah, I mean? And facts. bro, honestly, dude, like you're fucking hustling. Yeah. You got your fucking close friends with Adam, and that's a hustler. So it's just like, yeah. You just got to put yourself in the right circle of people. Yeah. You know? I'm meeting so many more people that's just like, I'm meeting so many people now. And it's like, I'm. I'm becoming like great friends with yeah, them, and like right? they just know they're like like-minded individuals. Yeah. About right, dude. And Where, you're getting seen, bro. People yeah. are putting on show, comic wars, bro. Like yeah. you're getting seen, man. It, it feels good. It feels good to get that recognition. Yeah, bro. Because I like people like me. Like we don't get, they don't suspect us to be in the limelight. Right. That's why I think it's special when it like the spotlight is on us. Right. When when you got somebody that's like they're too used to the spotlight, they they take that shit for granted. Like I was saying earlier, yeah. So that's that's what I appreciate about doing stand up. But yeah, what's like? Um, do you have like for your style of comedy? Are you into like making points? Like what's? I try every time. I try. I find it never works. If I do make a point, I got to really make it dumb. Like, I got to dumb it down. Like, I can't really be direct with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I talk about a certain subject, like, fucking... Today, I fucking tried a thing where it's just, like, everyone hates these corporations, right? Like, but when you go out and, like, donate to, like... You know when you go to, like, fast food and they're like, do you want to donate your change to yeah. this? You're just writing off tax credit for the corporation. Yeah, it doesn't And no one knows shit. that. No one knows that, especially fucking liberals. They have it doesn't no fucking idea, bro. They're the worst. You know what I mean? So it's like... But if I and I was just straightforward about it, that's the first time I tried to work on it and it didn't work at all. So it's like, but I notice when I make it sound dumb, like I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for, well, maybe it's like I approach it where, oh, this is what I want. Like I want people to donate, but then, or something, I don't know. Yeah, I thought like, I was. I just gotta fucking make, I gotta seem dumb, I feel like. I make, I make a lot of points in my stand up. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from that and do be more silly. Right. But I think I've been doing a good job of making points. There's a lot of hypocrisy out here. It's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, bro. It's a lot of, like, self-righteousness oh, and shit. Oh, my God, dude. Which That's is super virtual annoying. Sig- virtue signaling. Yeah, you were talking because about the their beliefs are, like... And they try to wag their finger at me, which I don't like, because their beliefs are, like, taught to them, regardless if it's right or wrong. Mm, they, right? Were, they don't feel that. It's just they've been yeah, feeding, fed so much. They were taught to be, like... To do the right thing. And they were blessed enough to grow up in conscious environments. Right. So they were taught their beliefs. Me, all my beliefs are cultivated in experience. Mm. That's why I hit different when I say it. Because I actually say it from my chest and shit. Like yeah. I'm not out here just being, just on my high horse. Like telling right. people, you're you're bad. You're problematic. 
you're good you're that like you know that's like we get a lot of that nowadays which is like i don't fuck with that and that's why i don't my stand-up is never gonna be me telling people how to think right which is right, like the right. worst possible yeah. art you could make i agree i agree and i feel like when i when i do that that's when i lose the crowd or yeah. even comics just you can prove your point without telling people what to do but it's like a lot of people like that's just like a lot of art just has an agenda and i just don't like that mm. you know yeah so i'm that. i'm me i'm like a i feel like i'm like a maverick with my ideas and like how i think and how i say things and shit like and i just let people have i let live i, I live and let live honestly yeah. when it comes to shit because People are just taking advantage of uh, saying the right thing and not meaning right. it. Right, yeah. We live in that world today. We live in that world. It's yeah. just so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to get fucking, to feel important when you have to, when you say fucking some fucking, I don't know. Yeah, to just, <laughs> no, it's just weird. Say it's it, weird. say it. <laughs> when they have to say like the right thing, the popular thing. Yeah, right? like everybody's they, trying they, they to They gotta say feel the right important thing. when they gotta say the most fucking common thing in the world. That's yeah. when they feel the most individualized, which is so stupid to Fuck me. that. Like, don't be afraid to be yeah. bold. Yeah, don't f- be afraid to say what's on your mind because you're only gonna get fucking sadder. You're only yeah. gonna get more fucked up in the head. Don't be afraid to be bold. Don't, like so many people speak in a way where they're just trying to protect their right. brand. And like, if you mean it, then no one's going to judge you. I mean, obviously, if it's some fucking, like, uh, Margot Black. Or, yeah, if it's her, <laughs> if, it's, if you're just on stage being like, you right, you right, Dejan. Nigga! Like, <laughs> like, don't be out here saying, yeah, but no, just don't be afraid to be bold. Everybody's so scared to stir yeah. the pot, and that shit makes me sick. Yeah. Because that's, like, inauthenticity. Like, that's the worst kind of comedy. Yeah, like, that's, that's the worst. you're not being authentic. So yeah, don't well, be afraid to be bold. Yeah. Well, off that brother, it is that fucking time. Dejan, okay, okay. I yeah, I've been ran- you, I've been guy. rambling like shit. Not even, no, not even, bro. This is where I cap it. This is where I cap it. Yeah. So, bro, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It Thanks was so for special, me, bro. bro. So special today because we got the drink, the big news. Hell yeah! And of course, your fucking Comic Wars on fucking Monday, man. Comic Wars is on Monday. I'm gonna be on that. The next Lovers and Friends shows. It's gonna be on October, November. Look out for that. Appreciate you for having me, bro. Of course, dude. Let people know where they can find you. Find me at Instagram, D-A-E-G-E-N underscore. That's my at on Instagram. All right. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, my guy. And thank you, everybody, for fucking watching this, man, or listening. Thank you. Bye.